0: Welcome to the Arena Deckless Podcast. I'm Jerry Thompson, joined by Brian Gottlieb. Uh, Roundup this week, you are still in New Zealand, but you're coming back next week, correct?
1: It looks like it. When it comes to returning from New Zealand, I do not count any chickens before they hatch. I hear there's like a, a solar storm ongoing. Dude, that, so,
0: that, sounds, that sounds made up.
1: Yeah, I, I hope it's made up. I hope that's Oops. not something that will affect my travel, but I I just don't I don't trust the airlines at this point. I don't know that I'll actually make it home. I'm trying to make it home because I have a pro tour to broadcast uh, the week following, so I, I got to make it home. I have no choice.
0: I, to be fair, when you're talking about made-up uh, types of storms, I don't think it's the airline's fault necessarily. This seems like a New Zealand problem, or more specifically at this point, a U problem.
1: Uh, a fair criticism one which i'm willing to accept i may be some type of weather deity and just attracting horrible unforeseen storms to my presence at all times
0: yeah uh next week should be back as normal ish maybe recording a day early because of this aforementioned flesh and blood pro tour i'm gonna be there i'm gonna show up Yep, Elliot's looking to fur. take down
1: the Pro Tour? Is, is Jerry Thompson?
0: No, oh. no. I don't think they'll let me play. Okay. I don't think anyone is letting me play in their Pro Tours these days.
1: I would let you play. I'd angle hard to get you a special invite, Gerald, to the Flesh and Blood Pro Tour. Oh, and if God. that didn't work, I'd buy you an invite.
0: Oh, God. I didn't even think about that, man.
1: Yeah, you you could. I actually think the deadline has passed, but you could have purchased a PTI to play this event.
0: No, I mean, I, I understand that now thinking about it, but yeah, I didn't even know that you angling to get me a special, like I've gotten some nepotism invites. Oh, look, I don't, I don't think it's going to work. Lifetime.
1: I don't think it's going to work for a second, but I, I'm still willing to try.
0: Yeah. Cause at, at some point someone will just be like, just make him pay the thousand dollars or whatever. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what's the problem okay. here? Yeah, you have the system for a reason. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm not trying to play at all, but I haven't seen you in a minute, so it'd be good to hang out. And that's about it. I don't know. I might know like two other people that are in the building, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, you know, you know Tannen. You'll see, you'll see Tannen, and that'll be good. And yep, T- uh, Tannen
0: is is one of the two people. I'm sure that there's another person that I so might. That's know. about
1: all I got off the top of my head. Uh, Matt Dilks will be there. You know him, so you could, you could say hi to him. Tarek Patel, you probably know him. So there's there's a few faces it's, around.
0: So I've seen Matt Dilks probably 20 times in my life. Yeah. And I've maybe spoken to him once.
1: Okay. So not, so, not one of the old homies.
0: Well, I'm, it's just technically I I know him, but it's not like he is known for speaking a lot. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's a quiet guy. You got to kind of get under that gruff exterior before you get any words from him.
0: And I'm not there yet, unfortunately. Yeah, we're you know right there. Just gotta gotta be Canadian to get in good, I guess. And I mm-hmm. I am not. Although from from Minnesota, you know, it's like I should it's be honored. In yeah, very
1: there. close. Like, yeah. You
0: know? Used to PTQ in Winnipeg. Come on now. Seems like it should count. Uh other than that, set so came out. Limited format is very good, Brian.
1: So I'm hearing. I'm hearing some positive reviews, uh, which Excited to hear. Haven't experienced myself, obviously. I have no time. Just no time. Uh I maybe when I get back to the States and things settle down a bit more after I immediately hop on a plane after two days of being home. I'll be able to try a little March of the Machine Limited. But I'm I'm glad to hear you're enjoying it.
0: Maybe that's what we'll do in the hotel room. Maybe. Could do
1: that. I think we're gonna bring the the fight sticks as well. Look to play a little, you know, Street Ooh. Fighter and Ooh. Uh, maybe some Melty Blood is what we've been playing in the hotels recently, my brother and I. So,
0: All right. Check this out. Check this out. River City Girls 2. Okay. Uh, are you familiar? Yeah,
1: I played River City Girls 1. It was solid.
0: Okay. Two, 2 has been out for some months, and I haven't been able to play it yet. Okay. But I own it. And uh, Gal Guardians, which is uh, two-player Castlevania, effectively.
1: Oh, that's cool. That sounds dope.
0: Uh, and same kind of deal i played it and or i i bought it played it for like a little bit solo obviously because i don't have any friends and was just like is this what it appears to be and the answer is yes and it seems rad
1: okay i also have to see if i can get those onto my steam deck so they're ready to go
0: i mean i could i could also just bring my switch
1: also an option
0: fun fun little side note when show was here for the richmond stuff i got all that stuff set up and i was like you know game with me, game with me. And he's like, no.
1: <laughs> good effort. Good effort, bro. Uh,
0: good old good old Josh Cho. My best friends won't even. can always count on
1: him. Yeah, won't even play games something. with me.
0: He's just like, I am going to watch anime and fall asleep. And I'm like, I've, I've seen this before, I feel like, in another one of my friends. That would be you.
1: We, we've we played some games with Joe before. I've, I remember playing some Mario Kart back in the day in some hotel room somewhere.
0: That might have ruined him. Yeah, uh it was broken it, forever. Yeah. It was it was those early days, uh him and I playing like Bomberman and I think, yeah, later Mario Kart when now just he, we won't do it anymore. I don't know what happened.
1: Mm, we broke him.
0: I, I'd be down to play some Kart though, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Kart's always good.
0: All right. Cool. I'm 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 looking forward to this weekend. And I will watch you play Street Fighter. I assume six is out or coming out.
1: No, it's not out. It's not out yet. I actually play mostly uh, Street Fighter 3 these days.
0: Just okay, kicking whatever. Out,
1: kicking it old school.
0: Yeah, no, that's fine. I'll still bird while nice. drafting on my phone or whatever. So, Perfect. Cool. In the meantime, uh, this would be a good week to talk results and whatnot, but it's it's pretty soon after the set released, so we don't have any.
1: Disappointing. I thought we'd have our first wave of results so far and that's what i was anticipating talking about this week it's kind of how we do things around here we do our top 10 show which of course we nailed perfectly as we always do and then we come around and we do our sort of results roundup. and it looks like we're gonna delay that a little bit for something new and different and and it is actually very new and different
0: uh but but also something a little bit old and that, that's something old as fingernails, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're back in the fingernail game. I thought we were done with that forever, but somehow they've come back into our lives and we're looking at fingernail picks today.
0: Yeah. So if I don't know if people want to follow along. They can. I don't know why they would, but, uh, aftermath got mostly spoiled. And by that, I mean like actually spoiled the official previews, aren't supposed to start uh, until May 2nd, at which point they will conclude on May 3rd. But, you know, this is like a 50-card set or whatever, so I'm not super surprised that preview season, in quotes, is only two days long. But I think we have uh, 38 cards, one of which we've talked about, so 37, I suppose, Mm -hmm. uh, to talk about. And if if y'all don't want to listen to unofficial spoilers unofficial previews turn back now
1: yes i you know we talked about this a bunch i'm sympathetic to the idea of not wanting to hear these the set is out there though everyone has seen these cards everyone's talking about them i
0: i mean listen that's not true because i just saw this today so
1: well you're becoming a bit of a luddite in your old age and you're you're not plugged into the twitter discourse but this was a hot topic in the middle of this past week and I, I just can't imagine anyone who would want this information not having access to it at this point it's readily available it's on mythicspoiler.com I saw the YouTube box opening and the story behind this was somebody suggested I don't know if it's still up that's an interesting question uh somebody suggested they just ordered some March of the Machine collector's boosters and they got March of the Machine Aftermath collector's boosters instead and they cracked them open on stream, seemed to have little regard for the text of the cards that they were opening. Uh, Box openings sometimes are so weird. Like certainly some box openers are like very passionate about the product and that's sort of the joy of it. And then some are just like strange robots opening packs because at the end of that transaction, you get some dollars in your bank account. Is is all I can see. I don't. I don't know. I, it
0: certainly doesn't pay for the box. No, no, it should not.
1: Although in this case, probably did because I expect that this small YouTuber, I think they had like a thousand followers when they were started opening this box. Uh, I Expect their their YouTube page got quite a bit of traffic. And like I said, I don't know if the the box is still up. The box opening is still up, but you could probably find it pretty easily on YouTube if you looked.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. I, I will I will argue that old age has nothing to do with it. Like, yes, I am old. And yes, I am very much removed from every bit of normal society. However, I don't think those two are related.
1: Okay. Well, that's fair. You can certainly unplug at younger ages as well. And uh, yeah, fair enough.
0: Circumstance, that's all. Okay. Anyway. Uh, 37 cards to talk about we're just we're just gonna try and and bang them all out
1: yeah some will be gloss glossed over just not very exciting but other ones are exciting and I, maybe we talk about sort of uh, we'll do a vibe check on this set to start things off this is weird it's an idea that 10 years ago i would have loved way to freshen up standard i think that's cool once in a while but as i scrolled through the Seven other variations, and I, I don't think I'm making that up. It's the core set, Aftermath. Uh, there's, like, the Multiverse Legends Distinguisher. There are Showcase cards. I'm just scrolling down Mythic Spoiler right now.
0: I'm then telling you, it's the first one for me. So. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I'm on it. I'm just saying what else is there in addition to the main set. There's Jumpstart cards for this set. There are Commander cards for this set. There are Invasions, just cast aside, which is fine. That's actually just like in the set. Then there's also Commander Plane Chase associated with this set. So just a preposterous number of things going alongside this set. And if you go back a while ago where this would have been like very unique and novel and a way to get some more cards into the ecosystem, I probably would have given it two enthusiastic, hearty thumbs up. Now I'm like, dear God, please stop. We don't need this many cards. And the the goal of this set is very unclear to me these cards are strange strange cards but we'll get to that i
0: i mean i do think it is storyline related you know it's just like okay where how how and where did like all these characters end up or whatever and i think that that is fine and cool as far as releasing a a, you know a, a mini set in-between stuff to maybe freshen up standard. Well, we're not doing anything really standard-related these days, and it's at the end of a format, so that's probably the least impactful that it could have been. So it does seem like a a silly time to do it if that was your goal for just, like, a lot of reasons. But if they did stuff like this going forward, I would be fine with it. And, yeah, it does look weird because it's, I don't know, just a bunch of, like legends and and whatnot and yep maybe not necessarily cards that are pointed towards standard anyway so uh I I think that is fine like it's kind of like the uh you know historic anthology stuff for arena where it's like you can't have hits in all the slots but you still want to introduce A certain amount of cards you know it's like say only five of the 40 we're gonna see play or whatever it's like well you don't want to just sell the five you might as well like put some random filler in there that also gets it onto arena and like yeah maybe someone likes this card and and whatever so uh out of out of 50 cards or so they shouldn't all see standard play so yeah there's got to be some weirdness especially if it's supposed to all look kind of like higher rarity stuff
1: Yeah, and to the surprise of nobody uh, thus far, 13 legendary creatures destined to become commanders around the world. So we know where the focus lies. No change here for this aftermath set.
0: Word. All right, I'm just going to go in order. Uh, Wish we could stack rank the photos by, you know, max amount of fingernails in the pick to least or I guess reverse of that might be better for my sanity but you know here we are
1: yeah i'm sure uh, next time this happens they'll get that encoded
0: yeah that'd be great but you know mythic spoiler you know they, they're, they're kind of like bare bones right it's like you see an image you upload it
1: no fall that's for sure
0: yeah all right starting with narset enlightened exile one UR dub three four legendary creature human monk creatures you control have prowess whenever this attacks exile target non-creature non-land card with mana value less than Narset's power from a graveyard and copy it, you may cop, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost.
1: Hmm. Uh, the, I mean, this card reads fairly powerful in its abilities. It sort of has the classic problem you expect from a card like this with no immediate impact. And even like the creatures you control have prowess. It's hard for that to have immediate impact. It is theoretically possible. You get to late game top deck situations, you know, seven, eight mana, play this, pop off with a couple spells in hand, and then you're uh, juicing up your army ready to go, which is an exciting application. I think this card probably shines brightest in commander settings where it has some time to set up, but the core of it is powerful. If there is a way to reliably connect with this card or not even connect just go to combat with this card yeah i would be all about its effect yeah I, I would be all about it but i think that's going to be a very big ask
0: yeah ways ways to give it haste would would definitely be very beneficial um but yeah not super high on this one yep uh next up samet vizier of Moon. one rg uh is that two three
1: yeah, it looks like 2 3 to me. Bringing back that invocation frame. So a little hard to tell.
0: Silly Omniket thing. All right, legendary creature, human warrior cleric, first strike, vigilance, haste. Whenever a creature you control deals combat damage to a player if that creature entered the battlefield this turn, draw a card. Well, this this card uh definitely wants all of your things to have haste, so
1: Yeah, but it's not helping with that goal. And in and of itself, it's Helps fairly- itself it helps itself, but in and of itself, it's fairly underwhelming for its color combination and stats. I think three mana for a 2 three first strike, Vigilance, Haste would have been a banger 15 years ago. And now it's just like, yeah, that's probably okay. And I, I could see some matchups where this card is important and you're trying to leverage the card advantage gained by Samet and other haste creatures you may have in your deck but this is really more about like the cards that surround it and support it and maybe it can fill a niche role of providing card advantage in a format where that's important you know and playing against something like i don't know a blue black control deck that doesn't exist and all of your creatures have haste this seems like a very fine tool but I don't want to build around this card. I just kind of want things to line up well for this card. And then I can theoretically maybe put it in the sideboard or two.
0: Well, what if, what if you have like a rabbit battery or some global way to give your stuff haste, you know, then you just ensure that this is always on or whatever, but like even, even on its own three mana two, three will likely cantrip right? Because, I don't know, presumably you're just not playing it on a turn where it's not going to connect or at least you force like a chump block from them or something. So like 3 mana, 2, three first, strike Vigilance, Haste, ETB draw card, like that's not bad.
1: I think it depends so much on the shape of the format. Like if the format is about sure. small creature mirrors, then yes, that's not bad. If the format's about efficient removal and big bodies, as I kind of think it is right now, that would be where I, I put the general shape of the format. Then I think this is relegated to sideboard fodder and that's fine that's a fine place for this card to be uh, yeah it just isn't exciting me right off the gun smoke here
0: it ain't bad all right uh, sarkin soul of flame one UR 24 two four legendary creature human shaman dragon spells you cast cost one less to cast whenever a dragon enters the battlefield under your control you may have sarkin become a copy of it until end of turn except its name is sarkin and it's legendary in addition to his other types There's so
1: much dragon support and so few dragons that I'm like, yeah, I can't wait to play these dragons. But like the engine pieces around the dragons are awesome, right? We have the invasion. This card seems fine-ish, like just a decent body with cost reduction and sort of a lightning rod in a spot where your dragons are your very high-powered threats. But you can't afford to let this live because, God forbid, you skip up to your five-mana dragons right away and then immediately get the benefit of that five-mana dragon, whether it has haste or not, by turning Sarkin into it. So it's a really nice turn three into turn four if the dragons are good enough. And maybe they are. There are there are some good dragons out there. There's just not format to finding dragons.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't think the dragons are, are bad. It's like they exist and they're fine and they do stuff, but it's not glory bringer level of things where it's like you you actually want to go out and build a dragon deck because of the actual dragons you're, you're right. definitely right where it's like the support cards make you want to look for what dragons exist because you just forgot that they existed in the first place
1: yep a weird so. time to have so much dragon support but maybe hinting at what we have coming for the future and if we get like a very dragon centric set these cards are going to be big players for sure yeah
0: uh Cura, Sovereign of the Deep, 3GU 45, Legendary Creature, Merfolk, Noble, Vigilance Ward 3. Whenever you cast a Kraken, Leviathan. Is it wrong that I just want to stop reading? When no, I see that's
1: it? fine. I think we've we've done enough.
0: I'm I'm gonna finish. Whenever you cast a Kraken Leviathan, octopus or serpent spell from your hand, look at the top X cards of your library where X that spells mana value, you may cast a spell with mana value less than x from among them without paying its mana cost put the rest on the bomb. yeah i don't know it's...
1: tell me that's not a commander card <laughs> like it's just a hard-coded commander card
0: yeah just you wait just standard tier one leviathan octopus tribal well, i hope not all right nissa resurgent animus 2g 3-3 legendary creature elf scout landfall i have to actually click on this one because the fingernail is just yeah, too big Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color. Then if this is the first or second time this ability has resolved this turn, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an elf or elemental card. Put that card into your hand and the rest of the on the bottom of your library in random order. This card rocks.
1: Yeah, this is this is the Lotus Cobra. I mean, like Lotus Cobra is badass. Granted, can't stack it. Cost three. All very real complaints about a Lotus Cobra. But there's an extra ability tacked on here, and I think the ability is pretty generous honestly and it's very yeah. easy to see this card you know doing snowball type things like risen reef omnath type setups are very much in range with something like this nissa card reads quite powerful to me
0: yeah first or second too is like damn yeah. that's that's very nice of you thank you <laughs>
1: like, yeah, double payoff not bad
0: and also a three mana three three body is not bad
1: all pretty good upside do you think this one could reach back to older formats potentially
0: it could uh i could see this in pioneer certainly and then i don't know in the context of like you know tier two ish modern elves or whatever yeah maybe this shows up um you're talking about
1: elementals possibly
0: yeah you're talking about like actual elemental stuff maybe i don't like just getting a a free card like you know say it's it is nissa and all elementals right Mm -hmm. you're either talking um using this as a card advantage slash mana engine in the more controlling lists well if you're picking up like an omnath or like a risen reef off of this like that is good but you still need mana to actually like cast those cards and commit them to the battlefield and everything but if you're talking about like kind of the the beatdowny downy flamekin harbinger, uh, thunderkin awakener type of stuff, like with a bunch of pitch elementals. I mean, any, anytime you get like a free piece of cardboard for that stuff, or or just like a pitch elemental itself, that that seems like really, really good. It just takes away yeah. all the downside, right? So, I could totally see this being uh, an engine for those decks. And, like, yeah, they already have risen reef or whatever, but like, you would very much appreciate. A secondary engine oh
1: absolutely redundancy is the difference between like tier two and tier one sometimes that's all it really takes It's just the second option a second way to do your game plan so uh, i I wouldn't put down redundancy at all
0: so this this with the pitch elementals i like as long as you're able to kind of ensure that you're either getting like a thing that you can use to pitch or the pitch elemental itself and you know it means maybe playing like eight to 12 of them or something and i i think you could really start popping off with this card that sounds sweet
1: and i just want to be sure and stop ourselves before we spend too much time on this podcast we do know these are modern legal right
0: i mean as far as i know this is just a standard set
1: meaning it gets to go back to all formats
0: right why why wouldn't it
1: why wouldn't it gerald i agree with you i mean yeah so i I can't wait to find out how wrong we are but
0: all right, uh, Nivmises Supreme, Wooberg, one of each color, five five, legendary creature, dragon avatar, flying, hexproof, from monocolored, each instant and sorcery card in your graveyard that's exactly two colors has jumpstart.
1: Yeah, this site is just fu- this set is just future site. It's just like all the keywords, we can do anything, throw them all together, it's fine. Yeah. Weird, a weird thing to do. This is a weird set.
0: It is a weird set but like what do you expect? You're not going to get like grizzly bear disenchant giant growth cycles in this crap, you know? Ain't no room for that.
1: Yeah, just got to keep it weird. Uh is this, it, is this a playable card? We talked about five-color cards being like very attainable. These effects seem fine <laughs> I, I
0: like I like that we go Sarkin into Niv and the Niv doesn't even benefit it doesn't from the work Sarkin. whatsoever. No. Nope. Yeah, it's great. Um yeah, I don't know. I, like hexproof from monocolored is pretty solid. Obviously, there are still a, a ton of ways to kill this card, but
1: including a monocolored card in the set. By
0: the yeah, way. invoke right. Um But yeah, it it, it seems solid. It, but like, I don't know. Even thinking like invasion of Alara type of stuff is just like that sort of thing seems much better than random dragon. Yeah. Even if it's yep. dragon with some built-in protection and jumpstart is, you have to discard a, a card, right? Yes. Or discard a land specifically.
1: I thought it was just a card, I think, but I could be Yeah, I, th- I
0: think it's any card. I think it's any card. So it's not like you're getting card advantage from this necessarily. You're, you're definitely getting like a very, Highly tuned form of card selection, you know. Say yep. you have like a lightning bolt or something in your graveyard, right? But I don't know. I'm I'm not super stoked about stuff like this. I'd rather have my five mana thing just pay me up front rather than promise me riches down the line. Agree. Um, Nashi Moon's Legacy, Saltai mana, BGU three four, legendary creature rat shaman. Menace Ward One: Whenever this attacks, exile up to one target legendary or rat card from your graveyard and copy it. You may cast the copy. That's just a thing now, huh? <laughs> this is just like cutting room floor text.
1: Yeah, we use this now. But this card might just be good, actually. Like, I think these cards are. There's so many of these type of legendary creatures that I am inclined to sort of gloss over them. But, you know, we know one of the best decks in standard, very much based upon legendary cards. Yes, rats, of course. Uh, Very much based around legendary cards. Three cost menace ward creature. Seems like a solid deal to me. We know that ward one is quite a bit more disruptive than maybe we first gave it credit for.
0: Well, yeah. Compare this to Rafine for Toughness Ward 1. How often did or does Rafine die? And yeah. Rafine, Rafine dies to cut down and this doesn't.
1: Good point. You know? Excellent
0: so point. If you want to just be like, yeah, how, how likely is it that this lives? Well, pretty likely, actually.
1: Yeah, and this can buy back your Rafine that has died somehow. It should your mana be good enough? So
0: or neat. or you can just loot away something with Rona on too.
1: Mm-hmm. Buy it back with this.
0: Seems oh, like a real man. card to me. There's there's no like restriction on this. Like Narset has a power restriction. This is just exile a legendary yeah, this just card. Does really it. So yep. yeah, Rona, Rona into this, you, you can like cast colas off this. Like who cares?
1: Yep. Do whatever you want. And there's incredible legends in standard right now. The menace ability does a lot to help to survive combat multiple times. So very possible, I think, to get several triggers off your Nashi this is going to be a late game house when things have stabilized play this card I think it's going to get a lot of work done yeah this seems like a pretty top tier card to me honestly
0: I don't know even if they do you know double block kill this in combat if you're casting like a six drop with this, you you don't really care all nope.
1: that much. Especially yeah. if you've like managed to trade on top of it. Or like God forbid you have removal spell and they double block with like fodder, big thing, kill big thing, destroy fodder, get your thing back. Like that's a huge swing, man.
0: Yeah. Or you just, you know, you are casting Koglas with this and flame tongue cavoing everything. Make it so they can never double block. Pretty good. Yeah, wow. It's weird that there's no restriction. This is just an attack trigger, not like a combat damage trigger. This is really generous.
1: I think this card almost hides under the return legendary or rat card because you can like (laughs) sort of skim through it and just be, oh, a rat card, who cares? But it's actually just a complete banger.
0: Yeah, like Kira's, you know, Kraken, Leviathan, or just like any card or something. It's like, oh, you got me with the Kraken text.
1: Yep. If only Cure did the same expansion.
0: Yeah, this, this card's great. Okay, uh, Danitha, New Benalia's Light, 1G-Dub, 2-2, Legendary Creature, Human Knight, Vigilance, Trample, life link. Once during each of your turns, you may cast an aura or equipment spell from your graveyard.
1: Wow, we're just going ham on these graveyards. No problem with that. That's never been an abusable mechanic and has nah. uh, caused no issues ever. So just let people have access to that at will.
0: I mean, this one, at least you have to pay the mana for the card. Sure. So, not, not not quite as busted, but yeah, I'm sure that there's something you could be doing. I think Aura and equipment are pretty tame in comparison. They tend to ban like the skull clamps of the world and everything. So,
1: I don't yeah, know. Also, just to be clear, you, you do have to pay them out on, on Nashi as well. It's, it's not the same as Narset.
0: Oh, 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 wait. Oh, never mind. No, this card's not busted then.
1: No, it's Nashi's still very, not very good.
0: It's still. Uh... It's, it's basically like drawing a card.
1: I think it's better Okay,
0: Okay, Norset is you can cast the copy without paying its mana cost. Yeah, yes. I was like, what the hell? I Dude, I hate this text. Founding of the Third Path got me the same way, where it's like exile it, copy it, you can cast the copy, and it's just mm-hmm. like, isn't this just Mizzix's mastery or whatever? And it's like, no, no it's not. No. It's
1: okay, gotta, never mind. It's got to have that little cheat. No, no, I, I was very aware of that the whole time we were discussing that card. I think it's very, very good still. That doesn't change my opinion.
0: Well, it's, it certainly changes mine because okay. I thought it was just straight bust. The, the only reason
1: you feel that way is because you thought it did something else. If you had it as your baseline, I think you would still be very high on Nashi.
0: No, I mean, it's it's still the same thing with like, you know, what I said about Danitha is like, well, you just you have to pay the mana cost for it. It's not, you know, the same thing kind of with, like with Niv-Mizzet. It's just like... Or or Ren's Ultimate, like we talked about that too. Just all of these things where it's like, oh yeah, like your your graveyard is open season or whatever. And it's like, yeah, but all my cards cost like three and two and like are are not abusable for this. And it's like same thing with Nashi. It's like, well, you're yeah, you can cast Rafine off this, which is effectively the same as drawing a card, and we're talking about attacking with this on turn four and casting a thing. Like outside of Rona, what what do you actually have? that has died so far that you would like to cast, you know, it's like oh, everything kind of has to really line
1: up. How about Skrelv?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fine.
1: I think that's probably pretty good.
0: Assuming that they like killed your Skrulls and then, just, you know, didn't do anything else.
1: I don't know. I, I think the body on this card is quite good. And,
0: uh, it, uh it, Nashi is still fine, but it's, yeah, it, I don't know that you get away from Esper to to play this.
1: Maybe not. Maybe but, it's not worth splashing a green.
0: But there there are also a lot of appealing options too. So maybe it's not just this. There it's this and you know the other stuff that is coming
1: yeah, out. Yeah, Some other green cards, sure. But
0: yeah, I don't I don't know, man. I I I don't like it. <laughs> a, I don't like this text. F this text, but uh yeah, like even if it was just like attack trigger draw card, I would be happier with that. Is that weird?
1: It's weird. I understand what you're saying. I think, I think part of the issue is we are so overdosed on text and like exciting features that while draw a card might just be good, it's not going to motivate people to be like, Ooh, the same way that this text is going to motivate people to do like that kind of reaction. And that is why text like this is all over every single card in the set. And it's not ever, nor will it ever be again, just draw a card, which would be a completely functional ability.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, in, in the lens of like, commandery type stuff there is probably more exciting stuff in commander you can do with this than in standard right and like more abusable things and maybe the rat clause has more meaning although it's not like the amount of rats we have in standard is non-zero or whatever but
1: there are some rats
0: there are some rats there are some ravenous rats even Mm -hmm. uh anyway uh danitha can we do anything busted with orders or equipments
1: Nothing immediately springs to mind. Like, you can have a okay removal-ish engine with, like, Leyline Binding, but that means that your Leyline Bindings have died. Or, I mean, maybe you could just do, like...
0: Self-mill stuff.
1: Yeah, self-mill stuff, for sure. But it, it doesn't stand well, out as very exciting to me. And this card is quite expensive. Body's pretty lame, so... Weird Vigilance Trample Lifelink. I guess the goal there is to, like, uh do aura stuff. Although this doesn't even work, right? Because... That's not an aura. Like that's just an enchantment. So you can't do like but, land binding. Yeah. Binding, binding is just an stuff.
0: enchantment, but like, you you can do like the old dead weight stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so that you, has that has occasionally mattered.
0: Yeah. And there's I don't know, stuff like ossification or whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was thinking is, is there any like, you know, ETB make mana type of aura thing where you actually just go up on mana or something, but whatever. Probably yeah, no, not.
1: Nothing comes to mind.
0: All right. Uh, P and consulates, Consulate Revival? Console of Revival. A little bit of glare. All these cards appear to be foil, but I they're buying like collector boosters, right? Yes, so, they all came from collector boosters. All right. R-Dub, 2-3, Legendary Creature, Human Artificer, Thopters you control have haste. Whenever you play a land from exile or cast a spell from exile, create a 1-1 one, one colorless Thopter artifact creature token uh, with flying. Uh, I... I like this card quite a bit. Two mana, two, three. Thopters have haste this is just value text. And then you have to combine this with some light up the stage type of stuff. But like mm-hmm. we have uh the battle that does that pretty well. We have all sorts of like two mana exile the top twos and stuff like that. Like it, it is not that difficult to actually get this thing going. And also, like, how much value out of this do you need, right? It's like if you get like a couple thopters over the course of the game, that's pretty great. But I could also just see like that's mostly how you're casting spells.
1: That is that is pretty good. But you're exactly right that this card with the battle is very enticing to me. Like, if your mana curve is just super low, the battle can conceivably dig you to a point where you find uh, this pia, and then you just toss a few ones and twos maybe out there on the turn you play pia off that exile clause and i think you have a very formidable defensive force because these tokens do have flying so they're quite good on defense they attack immediately so you can just kind of pop damage out of nowhere this card is cheap enough where you know it's it's not a huge ask defends well enough on turn two i think there's a lot to like about pia legendary
0: Um, white based
1: yeah yeah it's it's all just good text to me and Again, about the cards that support it. It's a bit of an engine, but if there is good support for this type of effect, I, I think this card is pretty good.
0: Yeah, this is definitely a weirdo sort of build around, you know, as far as like Especially he- in red yeah.
1: white. It's it's very strange in those that particular color combination.
0: Yeah. What what part of this is white? Like, does I mean white exiles your opponent's cards and lets you cast them from there, but like does that, is there anything even remotely resembling that that does it for your own cards? No. I, probably, I don't know.
1: There, there probably is. It doesn't strike me as very white card. I agree with you.
0: Yeah, that's it's kind of weird. But yeah, it's, it is kind of like a new uh, build-around sort of thing, but I like this. I mean, they've definitely been leaning into that sort of stuff as far as like red card drawing you know like mm-hmm. rummaging is not very satisfying or just not very good and the wren's resolve light of the stage type of stuff i think has been very satisfying so this is cool i mean i guess showdown of the Scalds was also uh, that put counters that was red stage. white so that, yeah so that was white but anyway uh jarina dauntless general uh, B-Dub, 2-2, two, two, Legendary Creature, Human Soldier. When this enters the battlefield, exile, target player's graveyard. Sacrifice this, humans you control, gain hexproof and indestructible until in a turn. This is pretty nice.
1: This is a real modern card, right? Like, you just...
0: Well, as, as, much as, <laughs> as much as humans is a real modern deck, Okay.
1: Yes. In a world where humans is a real modern deck, this is a card that you would certainly play in that deck, right?
0: I have played worse versions of this in humans, yeah. Sure. So, this is great. I, I also said... At some point last weekend, I just want us to go back to simpler times when humans was good and modern. So
1: I don't uh, think that's happening as long as our buddies fury and solitude I remain know. present.
0: I'm fully aware, unfortunately. Uh yeah, good good card. If you are trying to do human stuff, you have a card. Well, I
1: just saw a really exciting card coming up, but we'll we'll get there. Just keep going.
0: <laughs> okay, I see it. I see it. Uh is it Plarg?
1: Oh, it's definitely Plarg.
0: Yeah, okay. Because whenever you sign into Zencaster, your name is Plarg.
1: My name and has been Plarg on Zencaster for, for probably like two years now.
0: From, since Strixhaven, right? Yeah. Yep. It was just like, what the hell are these cards? And yeah, okay, anyway. Well, before we get to Plarg, let's do Rocco Street Chef. Uh, Naya Mana, RGW24, Legendary Creature, Elf Druid beginning of your end step each player exiles the top card of their library until your next end step each player may play the card they exiled this way whenever a player plays a land from exile oh crap uh this is it's it, there's more of it whenever a player plays a land from exile or casts a spell from exile put a plus one plus one counter on target creature and create a food token they're <laughs> just
1: choosing fucking words at random you can't tell me like Have you ever seen the episode of South Park where they make fun of Family Guy and it's just manatees like collecting balls randomly and that's how they compose Family Guy skits? I I think that's what's happening now is there's just manatees in a tank at Wizards and they grab keywords.
0: It's Robo Rosewater.
1: They just put them together and whatever comes out is the next magic set.
0: I I assume you've seen the Robo Rosewater Twitter account.
1: Yeah, yeah. They've obviously taken over.
0: Uh yeah, more more playing lands from exile or casting spells from exile. This one not as fun because both players are getting paid, but uh commander each player, so you know, whatever.
1: Enjoy and have some food on top of it.
0: Yeah. Okay. Plarg and Nasari. Who's Nasari? Do we remember? I mean, I no, guess I, who's I don't even
1: remember Plarg. who Plarg is, honestly. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, uh, Plarg and Asari is a legendary creature, Orc Ifrit. So Plarg is one of those. Three RR, five four. At the beginning of your upkeep, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. An opponent chooses a non-land card exiled this way. You may cast up to two spells from among the other cards. Exiled I can't this way
1: this. <laughs> I can't. I'm done. I don't okay. even know what you're saying anymore.
0: An opponent chooses a non-land card. You may cast up to two Without paying their mana cost. Okay, so if it's if it's one v one, you both, uh, you both go until you hit a non land, and then they say you can't have this one, and then you you get the rest or two two of them. So if you're playing a four player game, such as Command,
1: two cards when that happens.
0: So yeah, if you're playing a four player game, an opponent chooses one to veto, and then you choose two, and then one just gets burned. But in 1v1, they veto, you get the other one.
1: No, because you can you can cast two of them, right?
0: You can cast up to two.
1: So if it's a three-player game, then they say no to one and you get to cast both the cards, right?
0: Co- correct. I wasn't factoring in three-player games because those oh, don't exist.
1: No, that's very important to me. I care a lot about three-player magic.
0: Okay, Ar- Arnie Metalbrow. Arnie Metalbrow, 2R, 3, 3, legendary creature, human berserker. Whenever a creature you control attacks or a creature enters the battlefield under your control attacking, you may pay 1R. If you do, you may... put i just fallen asleep reading this text. If you do, you may put a creature card with mana value less than that creature's mana value from your hand onto the battlefield tapped and attacking.
1: I, I don't know what this... I still don't understand. I, I, I'm sorry. Like, I know this is like sort of shitty for me to just be like, I don't care, I won't engage with this. But I, y- the comprehension you're asking on these cards is fucking ridiculous. Do they not even think about readability or like, uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know how to engage with these cards. They just melt my brain repeatedly. And maybe I've just gotten old and stupid and I'm being dramatic and I shouldn't be able to understand this and I'm washed as a magic player and that's why I can't put together exactly what Arnie Metalbrow does. But I can't. I'm sorry.
0: I I I think I get it but also I do, you know these are just SAT problems. Yeah. Uh the text of uh, whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control attacking should just be banned.
1: Do we really need it? Like that's the question I feel like is never being asked. Is like does this card really need this? Is it worth
0: It it does because it's self-referencing. Uh. but there's
1: another way to do it like i don't know man i i just think like if that's the effect you want then you have to ask why do we really want this effect like is is, if the problem is this is the only way to make this happen then i'd ask a broader question of is it worth making this happen in the first place
0: i agree i guess they're
1: just out of stuff like frankly like a game that's been around for 30 years, how many unique ways can you do things? And if you're not just reinventing the English language to suit your needs, then you're probably going to hit a wall at some point.
0: There's already like two unique sort of things, like playing cards from exile and benefiting. And then like Narset Nashi, like exiling stuff and casting copies or like, those are new things. I guess technically this is a new thing too. So like, you know, swing and a miss sometimes, but uh this Arnie, the old Arnie from Caldheim also did something similar.
1: I can't so remember this... my old pal Arnie, to be honest with you. It's been too long.
0: Oh no, maybe it was a different thing. Was, old Arnie was like boast. You can change its base power to one plus to the greatest power among other creatures you
1: control. A much more simple, elegant time.
0: Yeah. All right, let's let's get off. Our boy Arnie. Uh open the way, XGG sorcery. X can't be greater than the number of players in the game.
1: So two if you're playing the three-player game.
0: Uh, no,
1: no, it's three. It's three if you're playing a three-player game. I'm sorry. Uh,
0: reveal cards from the top of your library until you you reveal X land cards. Put those land cards onto the battlefield tapped and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. The bigger the game. The more uh, the bigger the spells, the, the more options you have. Yeah,
1: I'm um, looking forward to taking this to my next 20 player melee.
0: Yeah, exactly. With your thousand card decks, that you can actually take advantage of this, right? Uh Metropolis reformer, two dub, two fingernail. <laughs> it's, it's it's toughness. <laughs> its toughness is decidedly fingernail. Oh no, the text isn't on when you click on it. Was it two three? What is that? What do you think? 2-2?
1: Two, it two? Feels, feels like it's supposed to be a 2-3, but that fingernail is well and truly obscuring my view, so I, I'm not sure.
0: All right, whatever. This is 2-dub for a 2-something. Creature Angel Cleric, Flying Vigilance, you have X-proof. Whenever this is dealt damage, you gain that much life. Well, how much damage can it take?
1: Uh, maybe it is like 4 in that case. Then that would be a very strong card if it's 4. Trying to see around the fingernail, but I just can't.
0: I I don't think it would be that strong. I think it's a two three. I'm gonna guess two three.
1: Okay. Uh, you have hexproof is nice text sometimes very niche text. Sometimes gaining life is nice.
0: You remember Spikes. the old the old blue green gifts ungiven uh, early harvest deck?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So this was extended, uh, heartbeat of spring, and then you yep. like. Brain free some people, right? Yeah. Uh person I know, as as the legend goes, was playing in a PTQ. His opponent had a true believer in play, dub dub two two UFX proof, effectively. And this person looked to his friend in the crowd, winked, and then cast gifts on Given. How'd that go? uh the the kid allowed it to resolve and then he searched up his combo and and killed the small child
1: yep and then
0: and then sold the slot in the finals
1: seems like a quality human being all around
0: yeah so you have proof. you know is it good text i don't know man like kind of have to remember i guess
1: yeah that's true
0: that's it that's my story just for whatever reason there are multiple stories of people doing some shady shit and like winking to someone in the crowd.
1: <laughs> well, it's not cool unless you acknowledge it. Like it's pretty reprehensible behavior if you're just like cheating to get an edge. But if you wink about it, then you're cool.
0: And it makes the story cool too.
1: Definitely does.
0: There was a, a pro tour feature match. Again, it, the gifts thing actually did happen. Like I, I was legit there for that. Uh, and I know the person in question, they would absolutely do this. The, the 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 next story I'm going to tell I don't know I don't know if it actually happened uh, maybe the actual cards that were played in sequence happened but I don't know that the wink happened right so this yeah. is <laughs> pro tour feature match uh well known professional player casts psychotog uh opponent casts counterspell uh back to the other person they cast counterspell. Person counterspells back and then
1: circular the, logic.
0: The the person, yeah, who desperately wants their psychotog to resolve, then madnesses a psychotog or madnesses a circular logic off the psychotog that's on the that's stack. With the one
1: yeah, mana. nice, perfect.
0: And then, of course, turns to the crowd and winks at their friend. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man, that is, it, and
0: in case you're wondering, right there. In case you were wondering, uh the Psychotalk resolved after after all of that flurry of counter magic. And uh this person won the pro tour.
1: Good for them. So, Just quality play.
0: Uh IR's Oath Sworn, one B, two, two, creature human knight, menace. Whenever this deals combat damage to a player, it has if it has fewer than four plus one plus one counters on it, put a counter on it. Then if it has exactly four plus one plus one counters on it, search your library for a card, put it into your hand, then shuffle.
1: Okay. Uh, I guess I can do these things. That this card seems okay to me. It's it's weird. Again, like every card in this set. Um I feel like live li- like strange limiters all over the place and I don't quite get all of them. Like it doesn't seem like it needs to actually stop putting counters on itself, like let it put counters forever, but just let it trigger at a certain point and then maybe you could save a little bit of text on the card would be my advice but what do i know
0: feel like 20 life is not enough for this to actually do anything trigger naturally
1: 2 plus 3 is 5 plus 4 is 9 plus 5 is 14 plus 6 is 20 but if you're playing the three player game then you can distribute counters a little bit more broadly.
0: Exactly. All right. Uh deification. three player focus
1: in the set. I was not expecting that when we started this podcast.
0: Yep. yep. Deification, one dub enchantment. As this enters the battlefield, choose a planeswalker type.
1: So is that Planes- like a name? Like, I do I name like Teferis and all Teferis? Correct. Okay.
0: Yes. Planeswalkers, you control of the chosen. Nah, it's going to be like siege, planeswalker siege. Hmm. Planeswalkers uh, you control of the chosen type have hex proof. As long as you control a creature, if damage is dealt to a planeswalker, you control of the chosen type uh, would result. What?
1: If damage.
0: If damage dealt to a planeswalker, you control of the chosen type would result in all loyalty counters on it being removed. Instead, all but one of those counters are removed. Okay. So it's, it's worship. Yeah. Deification. Yeah. Yep. So. yep.
1: Yep. I get it. I get it. Maybe they should explain the joke to me again and then I'll be more receptive of it.
0: Yeah. Uh okay. Next card is Training Grounds which is a reprint. Cool. Uh next card is Quite an
1: expensive card by the way.
0: It, uh it was. I don't yeah, know. Not, not anymore. I don't know what it is now, but yeah. Uh I was I was building decks with like Packrat and Tassiger.
1: Yeah, I remember playing Training Grounds a bit. It was never good.
0: No. Leyline Immersion, 3G, Enchantment Aura, Enchant Legendary Creature, Enchanted Creature has Ward 2 and Tap, add 5 mana in any combination of colors. This is my favorite portion of text of all the cards that we've uh, read so far. Last portion of this is spend this mana only to cast spells.
1: At least it doesn't have that many words. I understand what the card does. It kind of makes me want to see if I can do something cool. Like, can I put this on something that can untap itself and go infinite. That seems pretty plausible that there should be those type of abilities out there.
0: Well, generally those are abilities, which and is why. you have to spend why... the mana
1: on, on spells. Yeah. What if I was using some type of ability that unlocked spells in some way? Uh, okay. Would that help?
0: No, but also Godspeed
1: what That's if it. i was using this to cast spells that untap things
0: well then you could do that but in theory that would be finite
1: yes it you're gonna
0: run out of vitalizes at some point you know
1: okay well there's probably not much i can do here then but i still applaud this card for being unique easily understandable and not having a lot of words on it thus far yeah. it is my favorite fair. card of the entire set
0: fair Alright, tranquil, frill back. Two G three three creature dinosaur. When this enters the battlefield, you may pay G up to three times. That's weird Kaker. text. Yeah, I guess. Uh I mean it's ETB though. Uh when you pay this cost one or more times, choose up to that many, destroy target artifact or enchantment, exile target players graveyard, you gain four life.
1: When you pay this cost one or more times, choose up to that many.
0: It, it effectively has three kickers, but you get to wait until it resolves to, to pay.
1: See, I just think it's good to ask the question why sometimes. like
0: uh, do you, With this card, I agree with you. I I assume that since this is the text, this is the cleanest implementation. Except kicker. Again, functionally different.
1: But why? I I have to stop. I'm I'm going to drive both of us insane if I don't stop. So let's just go to the next card.
0: Okay, Undercity Upheaval. Ooh, Upheaval is one of my favorite cards of all time. I wonder there if this is, there one
1: people like card in the set. We'll get there.
0: It's fine. uh it's yeah. I saw that. That I was about to chastise you for saying it was Upheaval like. Anyway, yep. one GG Sorcery Undergrowth. Uh, this Undergrowth burned me bad. We're, we're already off to a bad start. Distribute X plus one plus one counters among any number of target creatures you control where X is the number of creature cards in your graveyard as you cast this spell. Creatures you control gain vigilance until end of turn. This this is not as good as the original of people.
1: No, it's not. It does seem like it. you could build a deck around it though and it potentially be very strong.
0: Undergrowth burn me bad, man. This is one of the reasons why. You know why? This is a sorcery in your yep. undergrowth deck.
1: It is, uh, if it's the only sorcery, and I uh, have all my blood gas and vend vines all lined up, maybe this is a good overrun effect? Question mark.
0: Well, Pro- that's you're not. still you're still at about half. Like, even if it's like four upheavals and twenty land, and twenty land is pretty low. Yeah, it's still twenty four, twenty six, right? or twenty four thirty six. So say you have 10 cards, you're getting like six counters for three mana. It's like on on rate by itself, that is good, but is it good enough to play a bunch of like blood setup. gas and whatever, you know? You just, you need so many cards in your graveyard to actually get over the threshold of like, oh yeah, I actually put like lands and stuff in, in my deck and yeah. like these other crappy like payoff sorceries and like Undergrowth is just... Yuck.
1: It's a big ask for sure.
0: It, undergrowth should have been like X plus one, like every time or something,
1: mm, you know? Yeah, I could see that.
0: But it's, it's so ugly to do it that way.
1: Oh, that, listen, that can't be a consideration. Did Have you I, seen every other card in the set?
0: I understand. I'm just saying like, if it came down to like, I was working on the set and it's like, okay, well this is a solution. I would have vetoed it because it's ugly. But, yeah certainly once we get here it's like yeah shit whatever i don't know whatever who cares all right urborg scavengers 2b 2-2 creature spirit whenever this enters the battlefield or attacks exile target card from a graveyard put a counter on this plus one plus one counter on this uh this has flying as long as a card exiled with it as flying the same is true for first strike double strike death touch haste hexproof indestructible lifelink menace reach trample and vigilance uh Slow burn, soul flare.
1: Wait, is it actually slow burn? Am I missing a part of this? Whenever
0: this ETB or attacks
1: enters the battlefield or attacks, so you just exile your whatever your stupid thing is with all these abilities on it, and you yeah, really I guess it, right.
0: Sure, I guess if like soul flare, I'm used to having to exile like a couple different things. Yeah, to get everything. Guess you can just do one. No, no, no! I'm saying like, like it, back in back in my day, we didn't have one creature with all the keywords on it, right? right. Like the the soul flare decks, like when mono black aggro was popular, for example. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In order to get hexproof, you had to play it like some very specific garbage card that had hexproof, right? Right. And now I'm sure that that is not really the case. Like Atraxa just has you know two thirds of these keywords or whatever, right? And now, getting hexproof, granted, is it's going to be
1: on a three three creature which mitigates some of it but it, like some well, of these so, abilities are quite good and you put them on a three three creature they're still quite good
0: yeah maybe so maybe this is not as bad as i thought it was because it's easier to like make this happen yeah i, but I
1: think this card is good that's my point like i think it's it's pretty powerful
0: i i'm thinking the soul Flare back in the day where you had to like exile three creatures to get it to have like four keywords or something yeah Yep. Uh, and yeah, maybe that's just not the case anymore. I don't know. I, I would have to actually look at like what the decks look like now. But
1: Yeah, if this would require some gatherer searches, which I'm clearly not going to do, but like, I, I could see the power level of this card being quite high, actually.
0: Yeah, I could see that too. I mean, like I said, we do have Atraxa, right? So that, that gets you a lot of the way it's there. You're start. still looking for hexproof. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know what the best slash, like least offensive card you could slot into your deck uh with hexproof is or whatever but pioneer also had a lot of pretty decent self mill options that we don't really have in standard right so yeah that's maybe it's harder but if you're just assembling a plus b then it's not that bad
1: yeah especially like we do have good like very good uh draw discard options in the form of fable so there's there's other ways to go about this
0: yeah yeah, I mean, it just means that you have to, like, natty draw all the stuff, which mm-hmm. is a lot tougher than just, like, I'm going to mill my deck four times, or yeah, mill my I, deck
1: for four twice. Right. I, the, I think like, you are you need to get, like, a functional deck that isn't an all-in combo deck built around Ourobro scavengers, but has, like, this backdoor of just making a ridiculously powerful three-mana play out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, like, if you are going to reanimate Atraxa, but you just have a couple copies of this... But I guess, like, the Atraxa keywords aren't that good on, you know, by the, I guess by the time this attacks, it'll be a 4-4, which is not bad, but...
1: Yeah, perhaps this incentivizes playing, like, a different reanimation target. And I know that's weird, given how good of a reanimation target Atraxa is, but, you know, when you're making these split-up game plans, there's there could be justification for it.
0: And in terms of Pioneer, I don't know if uh not having enough copies of soul flare was what was holding that deck back and i guess soul flare is kind of <laughs> seeing play in like the neoform decks as mm. a backup plan yep which is kind of cool but i don't know yeah maybe maybe this fits there a little bit who knows yeah i could see it all right the drifter 2 you 24, creature shapeshifter flying you may look at the top card of your library anytime at the beginning of each combat, you may reveal the top card of your library. If you reveal a creature card this way, this becomes a copy of that card until end of turn, except it has flying.
1: Hmm, that feels pretty exploitable too, honestly. Yeah, Good base again, sets, like like again, three minus two, four flyer is okay.
0: Yeah, what is what is the best thing that you can be doing with this? I don't know. Uh, baseline, I go to Atraxa for sure, but I'm Always, sure that there, yeah. are, there are better things. Like maybe maybe Galta and Maverin is better or something. I don't know.
1: Maybe. Maybe it seems like there's decent options out there. And, you know, if there's ways to manipulate the top of your deck, obviously we don't have Brainstorm, but Brainstorm type effects could be quite good with this card. So I, f- I find this one interesting. And again, potentially powerful.
0: The Hidetsugo kind of Brainstorms. Mm. That's five mana and trying to do very different things, but you know. And maybe out there. there's
1: a package though where it all comes together.
0: Yeah, who knows? All right, rebuild the city. Three B R G sorcery. Choose target land. Create three tokens that are a copy of it, except they're three three creatures in addition to their other types, and they have vigilance and menace. Uh they are affected by something sickness.
1: It's a weird one. Yep. Weird one for sure. Uh, Six mana ramping to approximately 10 mana on your next turn. So going huge, getting threats, you know, this into something ridiculous probably ends the game and you go four drop into this into something ridiculous. That's a very real ramp deck. I don't know. This again strikes me as sort of uh, maybe an ultimatum type card where you just do this and you win pretty quickly after that. And that seems fine.
0: I mean, this is also nine power and they have vigilance. Yeah. Again, this this strikes me as a strong card.
1: And I like this card a lot, actually. I I know I previously said uh, that I was going to give title of my favorite card in the set to this immersion aura, but now I think it's going to rebuild (laughs) the city because it's very simple, does something unique, and I could see some potential uses for it.
0: Yeah, copying uh, a land is is kind of unique. Certainly making them also like creatures is like kind of weird, but it's like not a lot of text and easy to understand.
1: Yeah, really nice card.
0: Uh, is there anything cool you can do with like copying a specific land? In standard at least.
1: I'd have to think about that pretty carefully. Nothing immediately comes to mind. I'm sure there's something out there though.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can't think of anything, but I'm sure it exists. Uh Joel Rail, Voice of Zelfir, 2GU33, legendary creature human druid. Beginning of combat on your turn, up to one target land you control becomes an XX green and blue bird creature with flying and haste until end of turn. Where X is the number of cards in your hand, it's still a land. Whenever a land creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card.
1: Thinking. Thinking carefully.
0: So it doesn't untap it. So you need but an it untap. Do,
1: but it does activate right away
0: it does activate right away it does
1: give the land flying
0: yep and you know presumably if you're green blue your hand is going to be reasonably full you know and then certainly when this thing is like connecting your hand is
1: going to stay flush
0: right so this this doesn't seem terrible it's just yeah, expensive, I'm, I'm, but, it yeah. is expensive.
1: I'm having a hard time with this one. Like my my first instinct is to write it off as terrible, but as I think about it more and more, I I think it's good but not playable. Is that like an actual place for a card to hit? I don't even know if that's possible. Where yeah, I can absolutely. Be- I I believe in like this card doing something unique, and it seems like I can imagine eras in the past where this card would have been quite playable. Um,
0: oh, this is the buy a box it. promo.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a cool card. I'm I'm not willing to write it off entirely. I think it may be more powerful than I'm giving it credit for, but even still, I, I do think it'll come up a little bit short.
0: Yeah. Uh I think so too. Just like obviously there's a lot of competition in the the five mana slot. Like this on turn four without any sort of acceleration or anything isn't giving you a whole lot, right? You're just no. like three three pass. Yeah. Um, I guess well, Whenever a land creature you control deals combat damage to a player, draw a card, like I wonder if there is a way to utilize that a little bit better than just itself. Like obviously there's like Ren and breaker type of things, but that doesn't yeah. help on again unless you're like ramping. Yep. Yeah, and but, of
1: course we just talked about rebuild the city, but I want to do something more with my yeah. nine mana that I now have. So
0: Exactly. But yeah, if you get to play this on five. Hit your opponent for five, draw a card, and like you still have this thing threatening. Like that is that's a pretty good setup. That's a good tempo swing. You know that seems it's fine. It's not
1: bad. It's not bad at all.
0: I guess combat damage to a player draw cards. So, like if you're sniping a planeswalker, then you're not getting the card. But obviously that's still fine. Just a little bit of a downside or battle, I suppose too. Mm-hmm. This skills, that's true. This skills, this skills, battles immediately for the most part.
1: Okay, that's neat.
0: All right, moving on. Harness Snubhorn, 3-dub, 2-5 Creature Dinosaur Vigilance. Whenever this deals combat damage to a player, return target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield.
1: Strong effect, but that's asking a lot from our 2-5 Vigilance for four <laughs> mana, so uh, I'm going to pass on this one.
0: It is, it is a strong ability, though. It is. All right, filter out. One UU, instant, return all non-creature, non-land permanence to their owner's hands. There you uh, go. There's yeah. your upheaval,
1: Gerald. Is, Enjoy.
0: Dude, this is not... How dare you? How
1: yeah, dare you? I don't know what this card's doing. Not not enough, I think, is the answer.
0: Uh, it's it's like a rebuild for vintage. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's probably more important than any other use, honestly
0: harder to cast because they're like two U pips you know can't cast it off off color moxins so whatever yeah
1: yeah but uh, could have more flexibility i I could see this being like a wish target in some very narrow situations
0: sure yeah this is likely better than random three mana bounce anyway uh animus might 2g sorcery this costs two less to cast if it targets a legendary creature you control Target creature you control deals damage equal to twice its power to target creature or Planeswalker you don't control. This card's quite good.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked a bunch about potentially expanding the color pie of these legendary decks, and this seems like a very good reason to do so. Like a 1G pretty reliable removal spell for both creatures and Planeswalkers is about where I want to be for this cost. And, you know, sorcery speed does kind of suck for sure. But I I think you can get around that when it's cheap enough. And uh, this does strike me as a playable tool for any broader legend decks that are stretching to these colors.
0: Yep. Campus renovation, three R-dub sorcery. Return up to one target artifact or enchantment card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile the top two cards of your library until the end of your next turn. You may play those cards.
1: Mm, I mean, we've seen this effect be standard-defining at four mana. Five is a little harder, but it comes with some upside. And there are some big-time enchantments and artifacts in the format right now. So, I don't know. There may actually be, like, a better version of this effect floating out there right now. If not, though, and this is unique, this could potentially be a very big deal, actually.
0: It's it's not unique because... Uh, let me see. Invoke Justice. Invoke Justice is just permanent. Okay. It, do- it doesn't give you, like, the additional cards or whatever, but Invoke Justice is, like, well... You can do Sanctuary Warden or uh, the, like, Gate to Phyrexia or Portal to Phyrexia or whatever, the 9-man yeah. artifact. But and we just then, talked
1: about redundancy, and, like, here's some more redundancy for those type of setups.
0: Well, there's there's also the White-Black Battle. Uh, I don't remember the name of that. I'm going to find that.
1: Was that also permanent?
0: I believe it's, it's non-battle card.
1: Okay. Well, now there's lots of redundancy.
0: Invasion of Tolvada. Three W when this enters the battlefield, return target, non-battle permanent from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah, I don't know if you can go all in on this idea where just like there are enough banger artifacts and like basically draw discard effects uh plus you know besides fable that you want to play and reliably set up your bin that you have these sort of broken expensive things coming back maybe that seems kind of plausible to me
0: yeah i basically just don't like this because of how narrow it is and it's also funny where this is your big payoff and then it's like oh well you also get like a little draw to you on top of it or whatever and it's like well it doesn't really matter because i put my nine mana artifact into play
1: you know? yeah it's it's strange but i i could see a scenario where like you have to do that thing and also dig towards like sweeper or your next reload like it sometimes you need to do this multiple times right like they disenchant you just change the next effect so
0: no it's it's definitely nice it's just like how how often is that actually gonna matter i'm not sure i think it's not a ton but it's still like okay yeah you get a little pork chop at the end cool
1: yeah a little wink and a nod if you will
0: a little wink and a little madness of a circular logic yep all right, blot out to be instant. Target opponent exiles a creature or planeswalker they control with the greatest mana value among creatures and planeswalkers they control.
1: Awesome effect. Awesome yeah. effect. Very important to have in standard. So this is uh, you know, kind of subtly game changing potentially, but you don't really have to say a lot about it. Just good removal.
0: Okay, so Soul Shatter was the same thing except sacrifice. Mm-hmm. and this is exile so it's it's effectively the same thing but better
1: potentially better yep
0: what's the highest mana value greatest mana value they changed it from highest to greatest is that weird that's kind of weird yeah that's yeah, weird <laughs> i mean it's the same but i don't know Just whatever a little all weird. right Coppercoat Vanguard, 1-dub, 2-2, two, two, creature, human, soldier. Each other human you control gets plus 1, plus 0, and has Ward 1.
1: There another, you go, get your standard human deck going.
0: Yeah, another little human solid card. Cool. Uh, Feast of the Victorious Dead, B-dub, enchantments. Beginning of your end step. If one or more creatures died this turn, you gain that much life and distribute that many plus one, plus one counters among creatures you control.
1: What is at the beginning of your end step? If one or more creatures died this turn,
0: it's like if twenty creatures before, died. You gain in twenty your life and distribute twenty player free for all game. Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like this is potentially a player in the three player meta game, but we'll have to see.
0: Maybe it's hard to say. Uh, Tellurian Contempt, 3UU Enchantment. When this enters the battlefield, put a rejection counter on each creature your opponents control. At the beginning of your end step for each opponent, choose up to one target creature they control with a rejection counter on it. That creature's owner puts it on the top or bottom of their library. So like slow burn Wrath of God. this card uh, oh but like for each each opponent i guess yeah
1: this card's this wrath of god also works for each opponent turns out this card is not good
0: it's not good Yeah. i mean like this doesn't kill your creatures so it's yeah i guess it's wrath but upside in in those instances
1: that's being very generous.
0: It is. It's <laughs> slow plague wind, I guess is a better way to put it. There you go. Yeah,
1: that doesn't actually kill anything.
0: Yeah, I guess they get to choose top or bottom, but mm-hmm. okay. I don't I don't like it. Markov Baron, 2B, 2 2, creature vampire noble, Convoke, Lifelink, other vampires you control at plus one plus one, madness 2B
1: bizarre-ass card, but potentially very good if there's an aggro Vampires deck, right? Like, a Lord with Convoke is actually a pretty big deal, I think, especially if you have enough, like, one-drops. And if you're able to go, like, one-drop, 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 Convoke this thing, you're probably miles ahead. Like, that's a really explosive start.
0: I mean, Madness and Convoke is, like, kind of cool, too.
1: Oh, that's interesting, yeah. Because they do work together, right?
0: I would assume so, because, man, this is just, like, alternate casting cost, so.
1: I would also assume so. Hey, how about we throw every possible mechanic into standard? Is there any downside to that?
0: No. Nah. Okay. I mean, it, dude, it's eight set standard. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> who could who could possibly remember what was, like, here legitimately and what wasn't, you know?
1: Not me, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, this, this card is uh, weird, but simple, and definitely cool. Uh, I don't think anything we needed for standard, but I don't know. Maybe there's some Explorer Sorin stuff or Pioneer Sorin stuff.
1: Maybe somebody oh, else will have to oh. do Scrapfall search.
0: So before the show, Ren jumped. Oh, oh God. Okay. Uh,
1: Ren I can hear it. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, I have I have like this massive stack of assorted things. It's like shelves with a printer with some boxes on top of it and then like this narrow narrow wedge between it and the ceiling and one of my cats managed to jump from a place into that narrow wedge and he was there for the entire podcast Mm -hmm. and then he finally decided he wanted to come down and it looked like he was just going to take the entire pile of stuff with him but he, he managed to avoid it hi ren welcome back
1: very graceful cat
0: yeah now, now he's just over here bunting my hand. Probably mad that I didn't save him earlier. Anyway. Uh,
1: well, if you need to lend out those cats for a while, I have a uh, peacock infestation at my home. So maybe those cats could work for me for a bit and clean it, that out.
0: It sounds like the peacock was kind of kicking your cat's ass, though. That's that's an
1: unproven theory. Basically, something was kicking the cat's ass and, you know, I assumed it was just standard wild animal until a peacock showed up in my front door today and now all bets are off. Literally anything could be going on in those woods near my house and I don't know because I was not expecting a peacock to stroll through the neighborhood, but...
0: Oh, Ren, Ren is being so nice and cuddly. He's on my lap. He looks, he looks very sleepy still. He's just like bunting my chin. He's being... All very,
1: that box quick. exploring.
0: Yeah. This is normally how he reacts when I've like just fed him. So I don't know. Maybe he just like found the new space. And for some reason is like super thankful to me. Yeah.
1: Really appreciative of a new spot to hide.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to move the, the helper ledge that he jumped from. Cause yes, you it, are. He did make it that time, but I, I can't guarantee that he's going to make it in future attempts. So no. anyway, three cards left reckless handling one hour sorcery, Search your library for an artifact card, reveal it, put it into your hand, shuffle, then discard a card at random. If an artifact card was discarded this way, this deals two damage to each opponent.
1: I might say something stupid. Okay. I think this card is modern playable, potentially.
0: Like trash Um, for treasure nonsense?
1: Maybe that, or I I often talk about a Jun deck and I built a long time ago in Legacy that used Gamble to find key pieces and a Mm. lot of those key pieces that i was finding it was actually chalice of the void like where normally you just lose to storm you had no real way of ever interacting with them or like burn or uh, just a huge huge swath of decks that i actually used gamble for chalice of the void to beat throughout the weekend playing legacy jund and this can just like do the same thing against rhinos where you can go grab your your stupid chalice when you need it or there's just a lot of really really good artifact hate cards and I find this effect while inconsistent when you combine it with zero cost artifact hate cards tormod script chalice of the void a host of other ones you can actually find yourself in a really really good position having access to that reliably and I think it's kind of a cool thing to do it's not something I see a lot of other people do but I think you could get away with it at two mana as well as one mana. So I'd be interested to see if we could give this a shot in modern.
0: Two mana is way worse. I will say that. For
1: sure. For sure.
0: And modern's not really in a place where outside of things like rhinos and living ends where the artifact hate cards are that powerful or that necessary.
1: Yeah. yeah you have to find a pretty broad suite of hate cards that are like really outcome determinative. That's the hard challenge with a card like this.
0: Yeah, I mean, there were metagames and that sort of thing would have been awesome, yep. right? Uh, but it's like, we we don't really have any dredge sort of stuff that are that's just like scooping to a Tormod script or whatever, so.
1: Yeah, or, you know, th- there's a lot of instances. Like, that's why it's interesting because you could, like, do Stonebrain-type stuff. You could do the... What was the card that was, like, an anti-Tron card, which is not very good against Tron, like, Void something or other. Um...
0: Void Mirror, yeah, which also is good against Cascade.
1: Yeah, so like, there's there's some options out there. I don't know. I don't think this is a good idea yet, but I do think this card is interesting.
0: It is interesting. I I will leave it at that. Deathrattle Oni, 6B, creature Demon Spirit, 5-4, Flash. This spell costs two less to cast for each creature that died this turn. When this enters the battlefield, destroy all other creatures that were dealt damage this turn
1: this is just a one mana flash creature as far as I'm concerned. Like there's got to be ways to do this reliably. You're
0: talking Especially, about in your three player games or just. No, in, in real <laughs> games
1: actually this time, like let's just go back to, you know, red black sacrifice decks or
0: yeah,
1: it just doesn't seem that hard. And I think like this card actually might set off the most alarm bells for me in the entire set of a card that could actually like change formats, be format defining. It could be this one, which is a little weird given sort of an innocuous uh, common or uncommon. There's no commons in the set and uncommon that we're talking about at the very end here. But yeah, Death Deathrattle only might be the most powerful card in this entire set.
0: I think one or two is pretty easy. It's trivial. Getting to three is tough. And then at the end of that, you're getting a one mana five four, which is not even that impressive. Like you can get two mana five fours uh, from, like, uh, the vehicle, like Mukatai, Soul Ripper, or whatever, like that sort of stuff without even having to work for it. And that sort of stuff doesn't even really see play. So I don't know. Maybe maybe if there's a way to to do this where you're consistently putting out, like, bodies of that size or whatever, maybe it's more impressive, but it's just like, oh, I'm doing my sacrifice thing, and here's, like, a random 5-4. It's like, well, it, the random big body doesn't really matter all that much.
1: But I think it's going to be so, so easy to achieve. Like The fact that it's flash means that any kind of trading you're doing, any kind of like block sacrifice, sack my food, here comes my cauldron familiar thing that you're setting up extremely reliably.
0: Okay, listen. If we're talking like cat oven, then yes, this is a lot easier. But I thought we were talking about standard.
1: No, no. I'm sorry. I, I broke the mold a little bit, and I'm going to other weird format. Pioneer, certainly you can talk about it in that context.
0: Pioneers, uh, Pioneer is much easier to accomplish this, yes.
1: Yeah, and, and I think it'll be good enough. Like, f- Flash is really the determining... The determining factor here for me is it just any time you want to do these shenanigans, this card is ready to go. And that's really yeah. exciting.
0: And then the... uh, it sort of reads like text or whatever, but the execute on this card is certainly better in older formats with like mayhem devil and stuff not that mayhem devil really needs like a ton of help or whatever but you know even going going back to cauldron familiar
1: right like just make your block with your cauldron familiar it dies sack your food you have the one damage laid up it's actually quite impactful
0: yeah, I, I was mostly saying, like, if you have Mayhem Devil, then you probably don't need a lot of help to just kill all of their creatures. To, just, to
1: wrath everything, sure.
0: Yeah, but but this does make it a lot easier. And there are definitely situations against, like, Mono Green Devotion, for example, where mm-hmm. they have one, four toughness things and it takes a lot of time or multiple Mayhem Devils or whatever. So this, this could help. Yeah, I could see that. Yep. All right. Finally, Cosmic Rebirth, one G dub, instant, return target permanent card in your grave or choose target permanent card in your graveyard. If it has mana value three or less, you may put it onto the battlefield. If you don't put it onto the battlefield, put it into your hand. You gain three life. Broken. Is it? Maybe. Like w- witness this thing or something. What are we doing?
1: How about a super flexible spell? That can ramp you from 3 to 5. That gains you 3 life. If you've done the setup.
0: I mean, 3 mana for a ramp spell is not that great.
1: No, but but that's
0: what what we pay now. And plus 3 life. It is flexible, yes.
1: Yep. It scales into the late game, where you're returning now real things, as opposed to uh it just being a ramp spell which i think is quite enticing now you have to reliably have a land in your graveyard so that that is quite a big ask i realize that um but if you're playing in a format or in a setup where you're doing that all the time and you have potentially some other ways to benefit from this like i don't think that will be the i don't think your lands are going to be the only permanent in your deck with three cost or less and and I don't know. For some reason, the first card that came to mind with this card is like Kitchen Finks. And I'm not saying you should go put this (laughs) in your modern deck and bring back Kitchen Finks.
0: Yeah, also don't put Kitchen Finks in your modern deck. Yeah, yeah. all
1: all good points. But you do see the point I'm making where like the swing on doing that effect is just massive. Like if there was a fair card like that in standard that you were able to buy back and it's netting you a total of seven life and two blocking bodies over the course of several turns, that's very very fine rate and especially when you start to say oh this is also ramping me into my bigger threats on some occasions again very much about the pieces that surround it but i can envision a lot of spots where this card is extremely extremely strong and i, th- I think it's enough to uh, put this high up on my top 10 aftermath cards list Oh,
0: now this card doesn't seem bad to me uh, obviously you would prefer to be hitting uh, mana value three stuff so that you're just paying the same amount of mana, right? Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be playing this to return a one drop or anything. Using this to return a land is fine. Uh, I think you can find better ways to ramp where you don't have to like work to put a land in your graveyard or whatever. Sure. But this does have a lot of flexibility and. Uh, normally we just see cards like this exile themselves and this one doesn't. So yeah, you can do stuff with like looping this and I don't know what the best thing to do with that is, but you know, it's probably something.
1: Yeah, probably something. It it shouldn't be slept on either that like this can return any permanent to your hand and granted you don't put into play, but like if it's, you know, turn 14 of the game and I just want back my big, I, I want back my Atraxa. I, I don't give a shit that I'm paying extra for it. Like, it really doesn't matter at that point.
0: Yeah. I guess the the best thing I can think about uh, using this for is to return, like, a Fable or something. Which, yeah. You know, that's perfectly reasonable. Like, if you're playing a Fable deck with some other cheaper stuff, and either your Fable lives and you win the game, which is <laughs> generally how it works, or... Yep they destroy it somehow then all right you know playing this is like a one of or whatever on top of it doesn't seem that bad and fable is generally pretty good at all points in the game you get the bonus three life tacked onto it too and fairly. i'm actually vote. getting
1: higher and higher on this card the more we talk about it to be honest with you
0: yeah it's like you have to think about like what you're doing with it but i i think that good things exist for you to do with this in standard I uh, just have to again, like, do a little gatherer search or whatever, and figure out where you actually want this because it's not, it's not going to go in every deck.
1: Even no. if you
0: do have, you know, good two and three drop cards or whatever, it's it is very much a time and a place thing. But it's it's decent. It's good.
1: Well, instant speed too, like surprise yeah. blockers out of nowhere. That's that's a pretty rare thing.
0: Yeah, instant's good too. And that's it. That's thirty eight cards. Uh, Canvas funeral is the thirty eighth which we talked about a million years ago. And then, uh, this is like 50 or 55. I don't remember how many It's something around there though.
1: Yeah. I think it's 50, but don't quote me on that. A real mixed bag here. Gerald is how I would put it. Some cards that, uh, made me laugh as spoiler season often does.
0: Some that made us cry. It was a real rollercoaster of emotions. Yeah. But uh, also
1: some, neat stuff some good build arounds. some just like powerful cards cards that reach back to maybe eternal formats potentially and now it remains to be seen what do these cards look like on the secondary market i think that is a very big question with the set how much of this is going to be opened what if one of these cards is a modern staple three years from now i mean if it's four years it's been reprinted but three years from now you know and there's not a high number of aftermath that has been opened what happens with that card? I think it's a, a very real question, and I'm curious to see what happens there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I th- I think if they were somewhat concerned about it not being highly sought after, not highly opened, then gearing it a little bit more towards Commander is probably the way to go, because that sort of ensures that a decent amount of it is going to get opened. Uh,
1: and- Just like a note, this card was available for pre-order via Amazon, Through Wizards, as all sets are now, I think uh, pre-order price was slashed dramatically, dramatically, and is much cheaper than it's originally offered for. A lot of retailers upset about that, I hear. So, Wizards uh, is
0: just undercutting everyone?
1: Yep, and so maybe not flying out the door on the distributor level. So we'll, we'll just see. We'll see where this lands.
0: That that's definitely a weird little wrinkle. God, why? I don't understand why they would do that. Like, what would cause them to do that? Like, you can't have the information necessary to be like, oh, well, this is not going to sell very well, so we better slash it. So, like, why would they slash it?
1: Uh, Distributor pre-orders can inform a lot, I think.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's fair.
1: I think. I think that's my guess on things. This is like it's like, oh, oh, distributors,
0: distributors, you didn't order a lot of this. And our response is going to be to like undercut you like (laughs) that'll learn you.
1: Well, you ordered enough, right? Like, so the distributors took half of it. They get another 25% out the door via this fire sale on Amazon. And then they send the other 25% to the dump. And you're all set at that point.
0: So weird. I don't get it. Whatever. It's,
1: It's weird times.
0: Uh, yeah, times
1: in the TCG industry, Lorcana dropped some rules this week. you gonna play any Lorcana?
0: No, absolutely not.
1: Yeah, I'm not hearing good things about that game.
0: Not surprised. Uh, set is weird, but I basically expected that, so uh, maybe a little weirder than I expected somehow, but yep. some of it was some of it was cool. I don't know, I don't mind this. I think it's fine. I think it would be cooler if it was. You know, people are really deep into standard mattering or whatever, and then something drops midway through to shake it up or like breathe a little bit of life back into it or something. I I would like that situation a lot more. But instead, I think that for, you know, like competitive invested people, this is mostly just going to drop to crickets unless there is a card that actually impacts like Pioneer and Modern, but even then it's going to be small ball. So.
1: Yep, more annoying than anything else. And, you know, Gerald, if that's what you're looking for, let me tell you about a new format that was created not too long ago called Alchemy. And the way Alchemy works is oh, that... Ah, yes. No, I'll, I'll spare you. I'll spare uh, you.
0: No, I, when when we ban that word, we should... It's got to mean that the word is banned. You know? We just can't... Even for it to be the butt of jokes, we are just punching down. And I'm not going to say we're better than that,
1: but we should just not do No, that. we're clearly not clearly not i'll do my best
0: clearly not yeah so i don't know this is this is fine whatever sit uh situation could be better it could be set up to be more beneficial for this but i think it's fine i ain't mad
1: yeah i'll also be not mad about it
0: all right cool game game Good luck.